All they want to do is talk, Kate. Cross talk, cross talk. All they want to do is talk, Kate. Cross talk, cross talk. All they want to do is talk, Kate. Well, well, well. Listen to that intro music. I guess we have some real fans. <laughs> you listen to the last episode of Crusta. Crusta. We debuted. We debuted a couple jingles, and that's what you just heard at the top of this. We our our, our fan submitted intro songs and outro songs will be playing this episode. And they're getting treats that you won't be getting because you didn't make music for us. But we're back here. Issue 5 of Crossover got released, and we bring you Crosstalk now. Crossover number 5, the issue that famously had a horizontal cover. Remember that uh, comic book Barrier? It's a strong Barrier vibes. I kept on thinking it was Barrier. Because it's like almost the same colors. As the first issue, mm-hmm. it's on image. It's on image. It has a horizontal cover. I loved it. I thought I, if it's not a homage, it should be. This is the fifth issue of the six issue arc for kids like chains. So we will see what happens there. And we have been promised, as we talked about in episode one, huge reveal that issue four and six, three were, and six, three and six. Sorry, three and six are the ones to own. We got we hash this out every episode, guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Three, we talked about it two episodes ago. It had a big reveal. Madman was in the comic book. And then six is going to have Spawn. You think? I think that's what it is. Okay. It, I, it, it, logic <laughs> leads to Spawn because it's named Kids Like Chains. Correct. Uh, Spawn's already been on a cover. Yes. So to see him pop up and, um, makes a lot of sense. And Donnie's going to be writing for Spawn. Yes, that's true. The Spawniverse is getting bigger. Yeah, can we talk about that for a second? Hell yeah, it's adjacent. Do you guys think that that's gonna take off and be successful? Yes, you do. Okay, <laughs> I really do because Speak on that, Spawn is already at over three hundred issues just on the main line. Right, there is a fan base that is keeping Spawn alive. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Toys insanely popular. The nineties movie. Nineties movie <laughs> still holds up. <laughs> Does yes. A new TV show on HBO is coming out for Spawn. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, I like, didn't know that. I didn't know that So either. Spawn has never been hotter. Even though he lives in hell, he has never been hotter. <laughs> <laughs> is there any heat or buzz on this Spawn universe kickoff book? Yes. That She Spawn is on the cover of, which again, hate that name. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. I think they're going to go off like gangbusters because the first few issues of every new Spawn series that's going to come out is just first appearance after first appearance. And so oh, people okay. are going to go apeshit for these things. Yeah. All right. Got it. So get your first issues of Spawn now while they're still $45. <laughs> is that how much they're going for? Yeah. It's a good price. It is a good price. And if you get the special cover that doesn't have black on the front, the misprint, mm-hmm. which they printed a handful of, you could have a extra special one. That's a little tip from First Issue Club. The reason I mentioned number six being the big book and number three being the big book is that this, to me, felt like a classic connector book. You have a couple different things that need to happen. We need to get from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it was a bad book, but at the end of it, I felt like I was like, hmm. Yeah, this is the alley-oop. This is them throwing the ball up. This is the assist. And yeah. six will be the dunk. We wouldn't look at it this way if the essence of the thing wasn't a big reveal. Correct. Otherwise, I think you would have been like, whoa, the lead character who's a cosplayer 
turns out to actually get superhero powers because of an artifact from another Donny Cates book. Yes, yep. and that scene is amazing. The artwork on this, mm-hmm. Jeff Shaw is just like insane. They do a Matrix joke. Yeah. Yes. Where she says, I think I know Kung Fu <laughs> after she holds it. It was beautiful. <laughs> the main, the reason why I threw out the connector thing is that one of the main storylines here is that there was a terrorist act that happened that caused the government to bomb the dome. For me, there's a couple things. One, the terrorist that gets blown up. This is just for you, okay? <laughs> for me, this, I'm it, ready. If there's a podcast just for me, here it is. How I read comic books, this is what needs to happen for me to be yes, enjoying for me, it. Or, I'm, very neck, I'm like the neckbeard I now. think you're about to prove right now this is not just a connecting issue. A lot of things happen. It, they happen too fast. I can just I can skip what I was gonna say is and say that you? that it was just like boom terrorist act boom planes now amalgams fighting and it was like whoa okay you wanted <laughs> like, to stretch that stuff out more I, a little bit I think it was like it all of those things were interesting yeah even how amalgams were being made by the government and like used for this I kind of wanted to see that we're talking about amalgam was a DC Marvel crossover comic book event where they smashed the characters together like Combo Man. This issue pays that off by showing these characters, and we're probably skirting around some licensing issues because we clearly have, like, Wolverine's head on, like, Wolfbane's body. Uh, That's not exactly what was the mashup, but you get my drift. Mm -hmm. I think they can get away with doing really clear allusions to characters, but it's not that actual character. Gamora's head was obviously... On one of these characters' bodies. Yeah. And so that's, it was super fun to see all of these things acknowledged. I didn't dislike it. It really, really sets up six. Like it's a, the, it's kind of setting up the big end of the arc. Let's talk about the end that transitions us to an, a nice cliffhanger mm-hmm. for the next book. What is the name of the uh, orphaned character that Madman rescued? Orphan Comic Girl. She has a name though Jera, Tara, Lara, Spara. Kara, no. Go through the whole alphabet. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Let's Orf- call her Orphan Comet Girl. <laughs> okay. In issue two, I think, three, doesn't matter. It was kind of revealed like, ooh, she got powers. Yeah. Her eyes glowed and we go, oh, wait a minute. Uh-oh. Not good in comic books. Please. Yes. And so it's come. that's come to fruition mm-hmm. and she's going nuclear. She's just trying to stop all of the planes and everyone fighting. Mm-hmm. So she's just, it, it looks like her powers are really based on emotion and she doesn't know how to control them. She's hulking. Because she attacks, well, she doesn't attack, but one of the stray energy beams hits Madman. And even Madman's just like, I can't stop what is happening right now. She is going to kill all of us. It doesn't matter if we're good or bad. She's, she's just out of control. And then the cliffhanger you're talking about is the preacher's son pulls out his smoking kryptonite gun and Mm -hmm. says i think i know how to stop her so is he going to shoot what's her butt we know that ellipses and preacher's son end up in love Mm -hmm. at some point that hasn't happened yet they haven't known each other long enough to fall for each other my assumption would be that if he shoots this little girl Mm -hmm. that relationship is done That's pretty much a mood killer when you watch a child get murdered in front of you. Uh So I think, you know, I don't know. This book has done some surprising things that I didn't think it would do. So um, who's to say what's going to happen? I would assume they are not going to kill a child in this book. 
Uh, this could be the situation where pa- um, Pawn where Spawn shows up and stops him or takes mm-hmm. the gun out of his hand. Um, but it's it, it from what we're seeing, it's showing him just you know staring down the barrel of a green forty five. Did it matter at all that the superhero that causes the terrorist act was not like dotted old like comic book? Like, yes, it's. Do you remember who that is? It's the person that that the guy kept captive in his basement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he is, got reported because he fancied himself a superhero, a superhero, or a, I, I guess someone who stands alongside superheroes. But he was a superhero, which is right because he caused this explosion. I think they use a special dampening ray on him, and I think they may have put something in his chest. So when the dampening rays were hit with it, it exploded whatever was in his chest. Why did they think he was a superhero if he didn't look like a comic book? Because I think the preacher called it in as he was a random superhero, and then he cut off, cut off his tongue so he, so couldn't, he couldn't tell him anything. one way or the other. Right. And I think this just kind of... So not all superheroes look like comics. Well, though. no, I think what they're maybe alluding to is that these people are so bigoted towards anything superhero, they don't even take the time to notice if you're monochromatic or not or, or dotted maybe they're color just jailing sympathizers for some reason yeah. i'm not sure i don't think that it mattered and you're supposed to analyze like why was he dotted or why was he not yeah but it was like obviously he wasn't dotted mm-hmm. but so. it's, a, it's a good point to bring up because if their job is to put away comic book heroes they've seen enough of them to know oh well he's not like dotted or kind of look yeah. like he's from a comic book if so he was a letter in the alphabet he wouldn't be an i or a j Correct. Yeah. Not dotted. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good joke. <laughs> oh, thank you. That was, a, that was a certified crosstalk good joke. Hey, we did it. So, did they break into the dome though successfully, or are they on yes. the outskirts? No, of the Valifax dome? got them inside the dome. Okay, zoop! They're in the dome, and then they have to fight. They have to fight the amalgams, which is like the Frankenstein golem creatures that they were made in the lab. By mm-hmm. the um, military? Is that who was doing it? Or yeah. Like the... Yeah, something like that. So um, we're going to get a lot of uh, hopeful bloodshed in issue number six. Yep. More allusions to characters because of all that. Are we still hoping out hope that it's Spawn that we're seeing in six? We. I hope that it's Spawn or bigger. I hope... Yeah, I don't know who would show up, though. I mean, I think we can safely say it's not going to be anyone from DC or Marvel. I don't think they're going to be able to pull that. It'd be so fucking cool if it was. I mean, come on. The, all the quotes that Donnie was saying was like, you won't believe what we did. If we're all saying it's Spawn, then. Then you believe it. His quote was like <laughs> kind of dumb because I believed it, right? So if I, for me to not believe it, we better be seeing Cyclops or, you know, would Storm. You, would you put Hellboy in this category? I wouldn't believe Hellboy oh, is. Oh, shit. That would be dope. Because that's Dark Horse. Yeah. So that's weird. Yeah. That'd be hard to do. I Zombie, hard to do. But mm-hmm. another All Red. Yeah, but another All Red. And it, yeah, exactly. So that's why I kind of thought maybe that would happen. Right. Um, so I don't know. I, I, Spawn does seem like the easy pull, and it would seem kind of anticlimactic. I wouldn't be upset if it did show up. Because it would be a lot of fun. I'd love it if it was like Wildcats. Just something yeah, like, like completely. Just to say it's not more than one person. Right, that'd it, be sick. It, it could easily be Wildcats, um, 
because then it could be Grifter. What if it's Betty Boop? From, uh, bo- <laughs> oh. It's Winnie the Pooh. Did you believe it? <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. Or Casper. <laughs> Sonic. Yeah. Any, any one it's of those. Mr. Peanut. Yeah. He wasn't mo- dead after all. <laughs> he be... was in crossover. <laughs> Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter. Oh my uh, God. This is like, yeah. So many <laughs> possibilities. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's, it, I think it's kind of like I believed it if it was anything image. If it's if it becomes something not image, I'm just like way to go, man. Yeah. Well, you did it. You actually did something that I didn't think you could do and changed the face of comic books forever. Um, you know what you could get away with? Hmm. Thor. Yes, you can because it's own done. Thor. It's been done. That is very true. <laughs> they have to. Do you think they'd have to change him just slightly? He can hold a hammer. He can be a Blonde, is this iconic, he's, like mythology. Yes, yes, Got it. exactly right. Um, that'd be way, way interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. You could do Loki. You can do Odin. Uh-huh. That would be yeah. That is an interesting loophole. Huh? Very interesting. Mike D over here. <laughs> Mike D pulling in the hits. Um, I have an item to bring up. Oh, issue number seven has the cover of a missing poster. Of a one Chip Zdarsky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with a bloody that. handprint on it. Right. Do you know who's writing that issue? Is it Chip? A one Chip Zdarsky <laughs> is writing that issue. I didn't know that. So I think, um, I uh, this is my hypothesis, is that in issue one, we got a few cheeky name references to creators and that they were still missing. Yeah. I'm kind of hoping after every arc that Donnie Cates writes, those creators get to write their own story of like what happened to them yeah, when the when the superheroes came back, it does or it... use their characters. Like, could sex criminals show up? That would be. Oh yeah, because awesome. oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. it doesn't start the new arc. It's just it's the in between. I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. it's just like a, a one off thing of just like what happened to Chip. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. So I think I think um, I'm I'm actually really excited for that issue because um, I'm a big Chip Zdarsky stan. I love everything he writes yeah. and. Um, could he do ra- uh, ra- Rocket? <laughs> bring and bring the stuff that he's done at more. No, because Donnie hasn't done that right. either. Yeah. yeah. So no. It, it would be hilarious if Donnie couldn't do it, but Chip could. <laughs> Chip could. <laughs> he brings Daredevil <laughs> into the crossover universe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do, so is he just doing... Well, you just, he's doing the one standalone. I think he's just doing one standalone. Like the, like the creative team's getting a break yeah. after this arc, and then Chip's doing one, and then back mm-hmm. to Donnie. It felt like forever between issues of crossover. This this has really been spaced out. I I didn't know if that was just because I'm looking forward to it every month. That I'm like, man, yeah. it seems like it's been forever if it actually has. It could be, and the fact that we usually consume on a weekly basis. So right. It's you were it's that whole of like you're used to binging things on Netflix, and now even waiting a week in between Wandavision and Falcon and Winter Soldier is like okay. Uh, when's the next one? <laughs> yeah. I had that that problem where I was like, "What happened in the fourth book?" Like, yeah. and I was like, "Maybe oh, yeah. a little too far apart." Yeah, it was like, "Oh, there was like the guy they were keeping captive because they just kind of get right into it." Yep. And one thing Image could do a little like Marvel and DC does is a little bit of a preview primer in the beginning where they're just like, "Last time we left you with this little thing." <laughs> Last time on crossover, <laughs> or just listen to the show. Yeah, that's true. That's a good plug for us. 
it within the thing where. Hey, can I plug our show real quick? <laughs> Guys, listen to crossover. Yeah, don't want to read. I mean, listen to crosstalk where we talk about crossover. If you don't want to read a comic, listen to an hour podcast. It's fabu. <laughs> what a great tagline! <laughs> All right, uh, last time, Budget King, you said you've had e fucking enough with the paybacks, <laughs> and you were done with them. Get them the fuck out of here. They're still in the comic now. I'm still annoyed. Yeah. Like, they're distracting. Like, I'm just like, we don't, you didn't give them character development in this comic book. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They're just fodder to have superheroes running around. It's nice that they're going to be here for the fight, the big fight. I'm glad that they're actually here to defend them. But they don't do anything to advance the storyline. And they're, they're, I can't remember who is who or what they do or what their powers are. Yeah. So well, does that just spell the recipe that they're not going to make out of they're all red. They're all red shirts. It's either that or it's a giant fucking ego stroke by Donnie, which I don't think it is. Whoa. <laughs> Careful, this is a podcast about his body of work. I know, I and we love it. It's it, We obviously love everything he does, or else we wouldn't dedicate a whole separate show to his work. But I think that, like, if if it isn't, then it's... I Nobody can be expected to care about the paybacks, I feel like. I'll agree with that statement. So? You can't force love. <laughs> So I, yeah, you I, have to earn, you have to earn it. Yeah, earn saying? that love. It hasn't been earned with these characters. So I, I, yeah, I think they're gonna have to die. If they're not gonna have to die, then they're gonna have to do something to make the reader care about them. Maybe that's the grand reveal in issue six. <laughs> Paybacks really matter. <laughs> it's the friends we made along the way. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you might. What's your answer to your question? Do, oh, do I care that the paybacks are still in it? Yeah. I I think you hit it on the head when you said they're probably red shirts. Okay. I think that they're here to fend off amalgams, mm-hmm. and that worked perfect so we could have our main characters we have been following progress the story. It's focusing back on them a little more. Um, and I think that's the kind of like wave and flow that's going to go through this book. Like You're going to see really fun characters. You're like, either sort of familiar with or no and there's going to be cool nods to the things that happen in those stories and then they're going to dip out get killed willy-nilly um and it's i i think like most comics it's experientially going to be a lot better when collected i think i agree with that and i think that i would be fine with mad men sticking in the comic book for a while sure you like madman sticking around i think it adds an element of like absurdity but also makes sense yeah that i'm kind of like fine yeah any other any predictions for six since it's the big book just the grand reveal of whatever superhero or superhero team i mean that cliffhanger i think is going to be portal into comic book world Mm -hmm. that's something we've talked about a little bit or maybe Ellie finds something out about her parents. There's mm-hmm. something that they have been teased constantly and she wants to get back to them. Mm-hmm. It's got to, I think, end on some note where you see something in a panel and you're like, shit, where does this go now? Mm-hmm. It would be cool if there was like portals into comic book world. Yeah. I, I have a question. Yeah. So the creators, the writers, like Donnie Cates and Chip Zdarsky and... Um, people like that, they created these comic books and these characters are now bleeding into our world. So is that like if they write a new script of comic book, a new character pops up in our world? 
can comic book creators control? Oh, what's, like what's like the Page Master, like the Macaulay Culkin yeah. book. Yeah. Oh, sure. I guess in this universe, they're writing yeah. them into existence. Right. So, like, if something happens, they're just like, "We need this guy here," and like Chip Zdarsky writes a piece of script, and you know, a guy with four exactly. arms with swords <laughs> shows up or whatever. Goro. <laughs> Good pull. And that's the reveal on six. <laughs> Goro with swords. <laughs> Yes, it's all I ever wanted. Hey, guys, what about Goro, but with swords? Chips, quit fucking pitching that idea. Who is the X-Men that has uh, forearms and swords? Oh, Shiva? Or something like along those lines. Shiva is the god that has forearms. I know, yeah. but I think it's a play off of Oh, is it? Name. Okay. Yeah. My prediction for episode six is that it's going to be like a gourmet meal. In that, like, <laughs> it'll be expensive. You have uh, so many appetizers that when you get to the main course, you're like, that is good, but I've already enjoyed myself. <laughs> <laughs> so there's going to be like a bunch of like little reveals that you're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's then... fucking Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you get to the big one, you're like, oh, yeah, that's, I, didn't, I knew that was going to happen too, but I, I've completely enjoyed this. Uh, this garlic bread. It's just the family from Better or for Worse. Just <laughs> getting mowed down. Family circle. God, the Little funny. Little footprint track. Yeah. Calvin. Yeah. Uh, He's pissing on the dome. <laughs> oh, if Calvin is pissing on something. A Chevy truck sign. is like, oh, man, Calvin, come on. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. I'm, I'm a, a Ford, Ford man. man. <laughs> and that's how we end the show. We crossed over our own thoughts. <laughs> Cross talk!